Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> Everybody go inside, get my free coffee. Y'all ready? How you doing? Good, how are you? All right, I heard y'all was racist, so I came to get my own um, free coffee. I saw that. Yeah, I heard you guys don't like black people. So I wanted to get my Starbucks reparations voucher. I mean, I'll give it to you. I, yeah, I saw that on my Twitter last night. I was like, what's your name? I appreciate you. Amanda, Amanda, you are great. I am sick and tired of liberals using black people and making us look like victims. If you're a black man, as I am, they will not hand you a microphone unless you follow the liberal narrative. I bet if I go into Starbucks and I follow a liberal narrative, I'll make the news. And voila, here I am. You are fake news. Very fake news. Gang free over here. Do it live! Get your clock out of here! I agree with that. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right as always. I'm my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And uh, for people who listen to the call-in show, the Wednesday stream, I realized that I said we would have uh, sticks this week, and some complications arose, and so we had to postpone a week. But sticks will be with us next week, so I'm sorry to mislead you. But in the meantime, the news stops for nobody, and um, as far as I can tell, the news is now a contest between who I want to go away more, between <laughs> James Comey and David Hogg. And it was clearly Hogg previously, but Comey's pulling real close, man. I don't know. This week, it's got to be Comey. I was able to push David Hogg out of my mind almost completely. Yeah. So Comey stays in the news with the release of his famed memos, his accounts of his meetings with the president, plus um, in other FBI news, his former deputy director at the FBI, Andrew McCabe, is potentially in some legal trouble. So you'll walk us through that. Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> So enthused. Jeez. We're real tired, guys. Both of us. Uh, yeah, I have more on that in a minute. Uh, but but in terms of other topics we got tonight, uh, you heard it in the intro there. Hotep Jesus gets free coffee at Starbucks as reparations for their racism. Genius stunt. A plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a little interview on Laura Ingram, too. We'll go through that. Did you have uh, to Google Hotep? Yeah, I, I try to find a formal definition, even though I feel like I have an abstract concept of what these guys are about. But uh, but there's it doesn't seem like there's a good uh, definition to cite online. As far as yeah. I can tell, it's like I don't know, 
black guys who don't go along with the BS liberal mainstream narrative. Yeah, ever since I turned 30, I have to like look on Urban Dictionary. I'm like, what are the kids talking about? These so if I'm time? wrong, if I'm wrong, please, uh, please let me know. Um, there, this crazy plane explosion on that flight that they did they emergency land in Philadelphia. That's what it was. It was New York to Philadelphia. Uh, am I right? Or, I think it was to or Dallas. New York to Dallas. I mean, yeah. yeah. And then they landed in Philadelphia. Right. So, so plane debris breaks this window and sucks this lady halfway out from an engine failure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll take a look at some of the images there and just talk about what happened. That is a, such a crazy. Wow. I can't imagine witnessing such a thing. Yeah, I would have been freaking out. Yeah. A professor at Fresno State. I could add some more descriptors there. I know you have <laughs> you some later in the, in the notes. Yeah, you put some in there. Um, what did I write here? A professor at Fresno State who couldn't be more of a waddling stereotype. I think that's a, that's a good way to start. So she's getting heat for calling Barbara Bush an amazing race uh, racist. Mm-hmm. Amazing race. Why did I think amazing race? Remember that show? Yes. Amazing racist after her death. And she's had some conflict with the school. We'll talk about the conflict with the school. But mostly it has given me or given given us and I an excuse to look at some of the speaking engagements this woman has had previously. And oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did put a how many boxes, how many stereotypes she fills. We'll check them all yeah. <laughs> before the end of the show here. Democratic deputy chair, uh, uh, party chair. Keith Ellison says women are dying because Democrats are losing elections. Let's let's uh, let's find out what he means. Uh, Amy Schumer is back. We talked about her movie last week. You mentioned previously that there was this SJW criticism of her movie that oh, it's easy for a for a hot white blonde chick to have confidence. That she addressed that um, that criticism on the View. It's a tough criticism to face. The criticism yeah. that you're too hot to play an ugly fat chick. Yes. Which, by the way, fake news, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. She plays the role of ugly fat chick very, very well. Yep. And uh, a trio of um, brief stories to close. Finishing with the weirdest or worst or best defense in a rape case I've ever heard, depending <laughs> on how you want to look at it. A man representing himself in a court of law has a very interesting explanation as to why he didn't do the rape he is accused of. Yes, an explanation that we have actually used on this show for other cases. <laughs> I find it to be credible. <laughs> I believe him. Yeah. Talk about that last. And uh, we will take super chats in between topics. We read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because, of course, we are no good low-down money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. Remember, you can take the show on the go in the audio formats, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that sort of stuff. Wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. They're all linked in the description for you. Oh, man. A few short things before we hop into the Comey and McCabe stuff. Uh, new piece of art from Rich, the alternate universe stuff. Did you see this one yet? Uh, no, it's not in the outline. Oh, did I, I forgot to put it. I could drop it in there if you want. I mean, you don't, you don't have to. Can you give me a drum roll in the meantime so we don't have to leave everyone waiting in suspense? I just dropped it in if you reload. This is... Thanks. This is us um, in the swole verse. This is us as bodybuilders. Ooh. Yeah. See. And he went to extreme detail here. That's my real tattoo. <laughs> he actually put my real tattoo that on it. That is. There. Only ever seen um, at 
the RNC when we were being interviewed by Amy Goodwin. Goodwin. Good when we were being stalked. Uh, stalked by Daryl Lamont yeah. Jenkins. Yeah. 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 Wow, I do not look Cause good. Because it, it was about 95 degrees and humid, so, you know. <laughs> I like this Donald Pump thing behind yeah. me. <laughs> thank you, Rich. He's the So best. thank you, Rich. Yeah, appreciate it. Look at your little tiny head. <laughs> I know. He, he clearly got the dimensions right. Oh, and there's gym equipment in the bottom thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the bottom artwork is really cool with the gym equipment. Awesome. Thanks, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Uh, I, as you mentioned earlier, so today was... Um, Here's my excuse for having a poorly prepared show on my part. Today was a closing closing day at Big Sky. Snowboard season is finally done. So as I usually do, I got I ride as close to first chair on Thanksgiving Day, opening day as I can, and I ride as close to closing chair on closing day as I can. So three fifty, I was I was up at the snowboard lift. And I hightail it back here to do the show. So I think I did most of the yeah. prep last night. But that's my excuse. I have no excuse. I mean, I, I'm actually very well prepared. But as everybody on the show knows that when I have to take control of anything, I, I choke pretty consistently because women just are not as good at these kinds of things as men. It's biologically <laughs> determined. Totally I, true. <laughs> I know that's true for sure. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention, uh, Count Ankula is scheduled for sentencing tomorrow. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? No idea. I, I I couldn't speculate on it at all. I was um I was streaming with Mining Freedom this week, a uh, friend of the show, Mining Freedom, and we were talking about this a little bit. And I was sort of wondering what I hope to happen, because there's a part of me, and maybe I'm crazy for this. I invite pushback, even though on principle, of course, and I like the guy. Not only do I like the guy and not want him punished, on principle, I don't want him punished. Is there a silver lining if he's punished harshly, in that maybe it will persuade people in the UK to say? This is ridiculous. We got to change this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That That's... actually occurred to me today when I was eating dinner. I was thinking, well, I mean, if he gets sentenced, there's going to be, you know, sentenced to prison time or like an exorbitant fine. There's yeah. going to be so much backlash. There are already two protests scheduled for tomorrow. Good. Yeah. Good. I, I want people to be riled up about this because it's, as far as I'm concerned, the most important value there is. This is something the state should never be doing. Punishing a man for no. making the wrong joke should never happen. And there was another case that Sargon discusses in This Week in Stupid. You guys should check out. Uh, some girl just posted rap lyrics or something like that. And she ended up uh, having to go on an eight-week curfew and do a bunch of community service, pay a big fine. Yeah. Un unbelievable. So, so she went into the police station and live streamed their interaction. And they told her, like, you should not have insulted Islam or something like that. Oh, my God. Am I crossing two stories? I might be. There might I be don't two know. I instances heard that of, one. Hate, of hate speech. Let me know in the live chat. Yeah. Of course, all the best to Count Dankula. I, I hope for the best outcome for him. Um, as a matter of long-term principle, long-term values, I hope whatever happens, the people in the UK look at this and realize this, this isn't a slippery slope anymore. We're at the bottom of the slope. I know. Is this the society you want? You want to send a guy to jail because he made the wrong joke? I hope not. I hope we can avoid that because I want allies in the world who don't do this stuff. I don't want to be the last standing country that doesn't deal with this kind of garbage. Oh, they're telling me in the live chat that was two different stories. So yeah, two new instances of hate speech in, in the UK. Okay. Yeah, great. Now we can't even, now we can't even keep track of them. <laughs> okay. I did have um, an update. Remember this, this teacher in, um, what's the town? It's Pico Rivera, California. And this is oh, the guy I who... remember. We got into a heated debate yeah. about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's the guy who said, uh, Something to the effect of only idiots join the military because they can't do anything else with their lives. And the nature of our discussion was, well, we both thought his commentary was idiotic. 
the degree to which it's appropriate as an outsider to that community to try to lobby for his firing from the school district. That's kind of, yeah. and I think we, even among the audience, we had a lot of good back and forth on that one. So even eventually he was fired by the school district. We covered that as well. Because of that wave of outrage. That's why. Well, what was weird, remember at the firing hearing or event or whatever it was that the school board had, they had a meeting and only two people spoke. Like there was public commentary right, and yeah. only two people spoke. I wonder if they fired him once they found what we're about to talk about. Well, so yeah, so this is the update to the story. There's a there's apparently a private investigator who's been working on this guy. Remember, he still sits on the city council. He was a teacher and a city council member. A private investigator, I'm not 100% clear on who hired him or why, but put out a report on him and um, and says... Uh, there's, there's a bunch of weird findings in this report revealed that he berated students regularly in his class, used profanity and racial slurs and had porn on his work computer. Now, at first I thought, well, wait, is this kitty porn? No, it turns out it was like normal legal porn. It was just on his work computer. Yeah, but, but that means he was J.O.ing at work. Presumably or something. And, but he's not even clear on the kitty porn stuff entirely because the report also says that he told students they had the right to kill themselves and that it should be legal to download child porn. Ooh, what the report says he was telling kids. Spicy takes. Uh, so here's a brief news report out of California about this Gregory uh, Saucedo, I think his name is. Gregory Salcedo was a teacher here at El Rancho High School. He was let go last month after that investigation. And of course, that anti-military rant that went viral. Now the former teacher is in hot water again. According to an investigation conducted by private investigators, Los Cerritos News has learned the former teacher and current Pico Rivera City Councilman berated students regularly in class, used profanity and racial slurs in his classroom, told students it should not be illegal to download kitty porn and had several inappropriate images downloaded on his work computer, including nude images of women. Now, according to Los Cerritos News, the report revealed these images were recovered from Salcedo's deleted files on his work computer. It's not immediately, immediately clear if these new findings will affect his position with the city. He, uh, I'm not sure if his apology is the old one, but he still has this garbage apology. He said um, he, would, he would apologize for his comments if they hurt people and said that was not his intention. Uh, he said his intention was to motivate his students to go to college rather than join the military. He repeated his contention that less successful students more often go to the military. So not an apology at all is what you're telling me. Pretty much. And I also, I mean, I, if I were able to talk to him, there it's not as though college is universally a better option for right. all students than military. There are some students for whom military is a far superior option. And I don't think it's just because, Oh, they're intellectually less gifted. I don't think that's the case at all. I think there are plenty of people who, but anyway, we've, we've gone over that a million times. I just, I just want to highlight his apology again. Cause it's, I'm, I, I'm sorry if you feel, feel something bad, but allow me to double down. It's yeah. basically what we're getting here. So, Jeez. strange well, story. I guess we should talk about these this stupid Comey memo. I don't. I don't even want to talk about this. I. I de You have to, because I deferred all FBI topics to you. No, I know. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> I want to talk about this New York Times article because it pretty much sums up why the left is so retarded. 
Okay, can you pull that up? Yeah, I'll grab that. Okay, redacted and declassified memos running 15 pages in total sent to Congress from the Justice Department on Thursday night. Detail a series of phone calls and encounters between the two men in the months leading up to Comey's firing. So this is where I want to start. This third paragraph, Mr. Comey depicts Mr. Trump as a man engrossed to the point of distraction with political rivalries and fears that bureaucrats and government officials, including the FBI, were trying to undermine his legitimacy. Tell me how those things were not happening, knowing what we know. Uh, wait, what? Don't ask me questions on this <laughs> unless they might be rhetorical. All right, all right, scroll down. But I, as I said, I'm unprepared on this topic. So the New York Times, uh, it's this this article is the the six takeaways from the memo, as though it tells us something that we we don't already know. Trump's yeah, yeah. preoccupation with the dossier. So Comey wrote a bunch of memos about how Trump was concerned that people were going to think that this was true. And he like wrote out his timeline about how, how it couldn't possibly be true because he was doing this, this, and this. And then Comey acts like his defense, him trying to defend himself is an admission of guilt here. Ah, okay. Which really pisses me off. It's like, I've, I've, you're in the FBI. How can you possibly think that way? Yeah, and I've heard that. Th- that's, a, that's a ridiculously poor and tired argument made on YouTube all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not law enforcement. Um, Though Mr. Trump ended the meeting genially, the accusations about the hookers in the dossier, I can't even believe I'm reading this in the New York Times, in the dossier, I clearly stuck with him, Mr. Comey's memos showed. At least twice more in the ensuing weeks, Mr. Trump laid out a timeline for Mr. Comey and claimed that it showed such a tape could not exist. So all, all Trump was saying is like, there's just no way this could have happened. And Comey's like, well, he's worried about it, so that means that it's probably true. And I wrote it down. Look, I wrote it down, guys. Yeah, that's we were talking about that before we went live. I've seen some news reports this week that sort of treat the release of these memos as some kind of confirmation of the allegations made or the description of events. People go to the point that Comey was consistent. And as far as I can tell, he is consistent in what he's saying, but you can be consistent about nonsense. Right. Right. So consistency is a good thing, but it doesn't, consistency doesn't prove anything either. No, and then this New York Times article also points out that not only did he write the memos down, but he also told people the same thing that he wrote down. It's like none of this is evidence. None of this. It could be, it could easily be dismissed as somebody who has created a series of thoughtful lies that they're consistent Uh, on. I'm not saying one way or the other. I don't know. I don't know. But, But to treat this as conclusive evidence is silly. Um, okay, so this next section, the dossier's allegations were corroborated. We already know that that's untrue. Uh, it's this cyclical corroboration, the Yahoo News and everything. Um, remember how, how that happened? Like, they, they used a news organization, like, leaked to them to try to say that that was corroboration. It's, oh, yeah, it, same it's, source, but they try to duplicate it, it's it, basically. that kind of thing. It's yeah. like, this is n- no additional corroboration. But this is the, the real meat, the, the most interesting part about this. Um, the memos, he's saying that Trump was so paranoid about McCabe, which was then uh, a relative unknown. So he says, Mr. Trump also raised on several occasions Mr. Comey's deputy at the FBI, Andrew McCabe. According to the memos, Mr. McCabe had been the subject of right-wing attacks over his involvement, no editorializing here, in the investigation into Hillary Clinton's handling of classified information while Secretary of State. Because if you remember, his wife, Jill, and we'll talk about this in a minute, received nearly $700,000 in donations for her failed Virginia State Senate campaign. Hmm. Um, So Trump 
also correctly identified that McCabe had a huge bias, which has been totally vindicated by the IG report that we're about to discuss. And he was acting accordingly. And this was pretty early on before it was generally known that McCabe was a total snake in the grass. So in light of all this new information on McCabe, it's incredible to me that the New York Times can take this position because the IG report had been released by the time they wrote this article. Hmm. And they're like, how can they possibly say this about McCabe? So anyway. This, uh, yeah, this only came out two days. This came out um, Friday. Uh, yeah, I think the IG report came out on th on Thursday. Hmm. I'm not I'm not super sure about that. Uh, so what Comey says about McCabe is funny. I explained that Andy was a true professional, had no problem at all. Mr. M Mr. Comey wrote. I then explained what FBI people were like. That whatever their personal views, they strip them when they step into their bureau roles and actually hold political people in slight contempt without regard to party. Hmm. Which is such bullshit because in the IG report it outlines some of the interpersonal problems that were happening between McCabe and. Comey. So I, you also know that that's a lie. Yet the New York Times has no qualms about releasing this story at the same time as the IG report because their, their audience just doesn't give a shit. Hmm. Um, so basically, I just think that this is kind of a big nothing. We're going to link this article down below. They talk about uh, Rents Priebus a little bit. There's not much there. Talk about the Flynn wiretapping. As, apparently, it's this big thing that Trump asked if he was being wiretapped, which I think is um, NBD again. Um, and then they talk about hunting leakers. And I think that this is also rich in irony. Comey said, I said I was eager to find leakers and would like to nail one to the door as a message. Hmm. I said something about it being difficult and he replied that we need to go after the reporters and referred to the fact that 10 or 15 years ago we put them in jail to find out what they know and it worked. So Comey, a leaker himself, also in cahoots with McCabe, who is another known leaker, um, is just, just said this unironically. Like everybody should take him seriously, release these memos. Like like, like we were just supposed to believe him. What a liar. It's incredible to me. What a man of honor. What a man of loyalty. Such high loyalty, in fact. It's just crazy. This just shows how stupid the left is. They think that there's something here. But what this tells me and people on the right, probably, or anybody that's paying attention, is that Trump had a good idea of the issues that were going to be a problem in his presidency right from the get-go, like before he was even elected. Um, and that he had snakes in his house. He knew. He knew. Hmm. Why, why do you think he kept Comey on then? If if you, I don't know. I subscribe think to that theory. Maybe he didn't want to have the appearance of bias. Um, but then he was just firing people left, right, and sideways, and uh, you know the, the Sally Gates thing. So I, so I, I'm not entirely sure. I think that maybe he just wanted to do it to preserve um, kind of the image of impartiality. That's hmm. the only thing I can think of. Why? What do you think? I don't know. I don't have a good answer to it. Uh, I do find it. Uh, I guess it's to see the degree to which he has turned on Comey. And I'm not even saying that he's wrong to do that. I just find it surprising that he gave Comey the length of time that he did, I suppose. But I guess so. I mean, I just I'm, I just don't understand how the left thinks that this has any credibility. I and I suppose it's it's uh, probably to avoid the problem that was created anyway. And firing Comey, you get the special prosecutor, you get all of this Mueller stuff. Perhaps that was the intent was to avoid that, but it became unavoidable. I don't know. All of this stuff, like I said, I wanted to go the way of hog and get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> That quote about FBI impartiality is just with this book tour. It just, this does not sit well with me. I just hate his face. Makes me disappointed in tall men, tall men everywhere. <laughs> not all tall men. Not all. You watch um, him with uh, Stephanopoulos. You can really see how tall and lanky that, Stephanopoulos uh, that is Comey is. Stephanopoulos is a little guy though, right? Yeah, he is. He is small as far as I understand. But yeah, Comey, 
Comey is a gigantic person. You see those clips of him walking up to shake the president's hand and stuff too. Yeah. And Trump is 6'3". He is. And Comey is like towering Why did I say it like that? I I should stop fetishizing tall men. I don't don't know what's (laughs) wrong with me. All right. So you want to tell me about uh, the other FBI topic here? Yeah. This was so confusing and convoluted. Um, So I guess you can pull up the IG report. I'm not sure it's going to be super helpful, but Mm -hmm. I'll just give you a rundown of basically what happened in the pre-election cycle um, involving McCabe because you, you don't know anything about that, do you? I guess I'll no, just, I, this, I'll just this, give you the whole rundown. Yeah, I, I am in the dark about this entire uh, topic. Okay, so the Justice Department Inspector General has referred Andy McCabe to the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. for possible false statements prosecution, so f- for this leak. So the IG report that was released this week, it basically outlines that McCabe lied about leaking a conversation in which the Obama Justice Department pressured the FBI to stand down on the investigation um, of the Clinton Foundation, which was one of the many, <laughs> one of the many investigations of Hillary before the hmm. election. So he did, of course, he leaked this information, which we already knew. I think we talked about it on the show a few months ago. Um, he leaked this information to Devin Barrett, who was a Wall Street Journal journalist at the time. I think he works for the New York Times now. So this is where it gets kind of juicy. Two weeks before the election, McCabe, who was deputy director of the FBI at the time, Um, he got some heat because he was being questioned by this journalist that I just mentioned, Devin Baird of the Wall Street Journal, regarding a story that questioned his fitness to lead an investigation on Hillary Clinton because, as we mentioned earlier, McCabe's wife, Jill, had received that $700,000 in donations, which is a a massive amount for her failed failed run from a PAC that was controlled by Terry McAuliffe, who is everybody knows in the pocket of the Clintons. They've been lifetime friends. Um, Okay. So according to this Wall Street journalist's sources, in July 2016, McCabe had instructed agents to refrain from making any noise or any moves that would alert the public to this Clinton Foundation um, that that they were on the FBI's radar again. So he was like, let's just not do anything that's going to alert people to this. So McCabe found out that (laughs) I can't even believe this shit. Our FBI, it's like this is third world stuff. Um, McCabe found out that this story was going to break around the same time that Comey said he was going to reopen the Clinton email investigation. And mm-hmm. he started freaking out. So, so this is approximately Halloween 2016? So, yeah, around that area. Okay. So what happened after that is Comey called a meeting with all FBI leadership to discuss the emails, which um, if you remember, this was when Anthony Weiner, that all, all, the, all those classified emails were found on Anthony yeah. Weiner's laptop. Yeah, yeah. So Comey calls, called a meeting with all the FBI leadership. McCabe called in and Comey was like, get the fuck off this call. Like, I cannot have the appearance of a pro Clinton bias here. You can't be mm. involved in this at all. So as a result, McCabe got super pissed and he got in contact with his attorney, uh, Lisa Page, which you remember because she was banging that married FBI agent. Right. Struck. Right. Um, and allegedly you've seen their text. Come on. And she had Peter Strzok and Lisa Page leak to the same Washington Post reporter, uh, Devin Barrett, had him leak some information in order to rebut this story that he knew was going to come out. So hmm. they told this journalist about a conversation that purportedly happened um, in the middle of August 2016 between McCabe and a high-ranking Obama Justice Department official. And the leak was intended to show that McCabe was actually pursuing the Clinton Foundation probe, that he wasn't trying to bury it. So he was just getting information out there. You know, it was CYA information. 
Um, he just wanted to try to get ahead of the story to show people that he didn't have a Clinton bias since it was obvious to everybody that he did. Uh, so we knew most of this already, but the story's coming up because the inspector general report came out mm -hmm. and that basically just outlines, you guys can read it. It's super long and pretty boring though. You can get almost everything just from the summary in the top. Um, the most important thing is that it outlines that McCabe denied knowledge of the leak that he had ordered. Then he covered his tracks by deflecting blame. And then he, eventually he admitted that he did leak this, but he wanted to take Comey down with him. So he suggested that Comey had been aware of this and had allowed him to do it, which I don't think is true because Comey did kick him off that call and he has been concerned with the appearance of impartiality. He opened the Clinton emails again. Um, so I actually believe McCabe that Comey did not know about this specific thing. Um, then he lies to his bosses. He lies to his fellow agents. And then here's the real problem. He lies under oath um, during the FBI's internal investigations and hmm. to the inspector general. So that's what they're getting him on now. They're saying that there's going to be an indictment. Um, but I mean, he lacked real, candor. He lacked that's, candor. That's, that's what they said. That's what they yeah. said. So, so do we have an idea of what the charges would look like? Perjury or what? what what's yeah, the? Yeah, he perjured himself. Okay. Yeah, and I think there's a, a variety of charges. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I think that the interesting thing about this is what the leak was about. That the Obama administration was trying to stop the FBI from further investigating the Clinton Foundation. That is really telling. That's way more interesting to me than that McCabe perjured himself, which we all knew. Um, I don't know, this makes me hopeful. I'm happy that something's happening. It seems like the wheels are kind of turned. I told you the wheels of justice turn slowly. And this makes me hopeful for an indictment. It's really bad for McCabe, but like, I want more, you know? Like, oh, so what, this FBI official perjured himself? Like, what about the fucking Obama administration? To be fair, you were that? talking about the memo when you made that claim though. Yeah, this but is this not... is all interconnected. Is this, how is this related to the memo? It's just McCabe. Yeah, but this is all all talking about the FBI's collusion, to, especially with the Obama administration, to elect Hillary. This is all interconnect. It's all interconnected. Yeah, yeah and this we is have directly additional... related to the grassley Graham. I mean, yeah. we'll see some form of justice, but like, it's not enough. I mean, it's not like he's going to go to jail. But this does make me hopeful that maybe maybe there's an indictment on the horizon. I don't know. It's bad for McCabe. We'll find out. All right. What do you think? I, 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 look, I'm shooting from the hip on this topic. So for me to pretend like I have a, I, I, I want all of these people to go away. Comey, McCabe, all of these people. I just, but what about what they did? What about? Yeah, sure. If they broke the law. Yeah. This then, is the premier intelligence agency in the United States of yeah, America. Not, they can't just go around rigging elections. And yeah. I'm not saying each other off. let this them, let them go on vacation in the Caribbean. I don't care if they, if they broke the law, of course. They clearly did break the law. Then, then we'll find out. I'm not. I'm not arguing against you. I'm saying this. This topic doesn't interest me that much. That's why I don't have a strong opinion. How can this not interest you? This is like a a, a, a huge problem with our judicial system, with our with our federal government. This is really problematic. Even though I hate that term. Yeah. I, I, okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Let's talk about Starbucks then. Yeah. Or, or we can take a break if we need. Um, I'm sorry. I just, it's like, it, you know, I, I can't pretend I'm not in a pretend mood. I guess, I guess not. Uh, yeah. let's actually do the next topic and then we can. Okay. So all I did was talk about Starbucks and I'll admit 
don't don't care about uh don't care about potential massive law-breaking violations do care about starbucks a lot oh i spent God, this whole week I, I spent this whole week talking about starbucks but i do think there are some serious um implications to the starbucks story beyond just two guys getting refused coffee or not even refused coffee two guys refusing to buy coffee and getting kicked out of a starbucks store there's a lot more to it than just that can't buy two dollar coffee but they have a very important real estate meeting at this also i had some people on twitter uh one person i wish i could credit him uh because i forget what the name was but he said if they had to go to the bathroom that bad where did they go like why didn't they leave the starbucks to find a bathroom the whole origin of this story is them needing a bathroom but then they sit down and they that's have a, a huge plot hole that i didn't immediately recognize right. but I th- should have i thought i i didn't think of that but that's a good point <laughs> yeah what when and where did he pee because that is the origin of this entire story is the guy had to pee presumably no sweatpants in a meeting that's how we should have known um yeah i don't know they got a big real estate deal to do but there are a couple developments in this we'll get to hotep jesus in a second there was an emailer to Ben Shapiro, who is a listener of his show, who apparently knows the manager or at least frequents this Starbucks. Now, this listener of Ben's emailed the show and says um, uh, that the, the manager's name is Holly. This has been verified elsewhere. She's been identified. Unfortunately, she's been doxxed and you know posted all over the internet. But her name is, her name is Holly. The email says... Uh, I don't know what happened last week with the two guys. I wasn't there, but I highly doubt that she saw the two men and decided to call the police based solely on the fact that they are black. From my observations and interactions with her, I was actually under the impression that Holly is an SJW feminist of the highest order. Once I even overheard her scorn a male barista for not using the proper gender, no, the proper neutral pronouns with somebody. Dude, I hope this is true because now I don't have to feel bad for this bitch. Well, yeah, that's an interesting take on it. Uh, She continued in the email. That's why this whole situation is so shocking to me. Even though I did not agree with her and all her SJW pins that adorn her beanie, I think calling her a racist is uh, racist all over the news and doxing her, uh, doxing her name, address, phone, family, etc. (laughs) Oh, come on. Is disgusting. That's the better description. Who deserves it more than a far left SJW? This is just cannibalization. If If this is true. Yeah. It's a, it's a third party description, you know, yeah. uh, Holly is not racist and doesn't deserve what is happening here in Philly. The patrons of the Starbucks are both black and white. And I've personally seen Holly give the oh so coveted restroom code to both black and white people, patrons and non patrons. I've seen her train both black and white staff members and she has done, uh, has been nothing but nice to everybody. I've never witnessed any racist behavior. This customer also points out that if Holly were, uh, truly racist, she'd, have uh, she'd have to be on the phone all day calling the cops on every other patron since philadelphia is heavily minority Ooh. but yes to your point i was thinking about this if this is true if she has helped to cultivate this culture yeah. i am less sympathetic to be frank if you've if you have helped to cultivate this social justice entitlement culture and yeah. it came around to bite you I'm not happy about what happened to you because as a matter of principle, it shouldn't have, but you're the one that created the principles or at least helped to contribute to yeah, them. But what did these social justice warriors expect for all these minority groups to be like, okay, we've, we've had enough. Like, like you don't have to do anything else for us. No, they're just going to keep taking and taking and taking. Of course, this is the obvious outcome of what's going to happen. I think this is hilarious. I hope this is totally true. 
I, yeah, it's and it seems plausible. So it's you just can, somebody that wrote an email to Ben Shapiro, though. Yeah, but there are other profiles of this Holly person you can find on other websites. I didn't want to go into them because they're they seem pretty doxy. You know, the sources are like people's Snapchats of her business cards and stuff. They're public business cards, but I just I don't know. Those people were putting out those Snapchats with the intent of harming her. Like you guys know what to do. So yeah, but it'll thought, it'll mm. come back on those people too. Yeah, maybe. This is Maybe. what everybody needs to realize from these things. As you as you engage in this outrage culture, and I know the hypocrisy of what you're going to say, um, then it's going to come back on you, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, but the 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 best the best development to come out of this uh, is this Hotep Jesus thing. So, <laughs> yeah. I know he's been on YouTube. I know he we've had like certain people speak with him. We we're, we're closer connected to this guy, like a few degrees removed. We could probably get him on the show. I'd like to talk to him at some. He's point. He's a YouTuber. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's on YouTube. I don't know that. So, um, so maybe we'll be able to talk to him later. I'd like to talk to him about this sort of stuff because it seems like he's got a lot of good thoughts on it. But he <laughs> correctly identified a great opportunity to go into Starbucks and say, hey, I heard you guys are racist. Give me a free coffee for reparations. <laughs> and he was successful. Now, this was being shared by some people thinking that he was serious. Obviously, he's not. He's trolling to illustrate a point. Uh, so he's not serious that like, yes, I actually need reparations. He's just seeing what he can get away with by exploiting white guilt, basically exploiting Starbucks white guilt. So here is, um, here's the first clip of, um, of Hotep Jesus in, uh, in Starbucks. You got to go inside, get my free coffee. Y'all ready? How you doing? Good, how are you? All right. I heard y'all was racist. So I came to get my, um, free coffee. Yeah, I heard you guys don't like black people. So I wanted to get my Starbucks reparations not me, not me, voucher. Not me. What's so, that? Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. I mean, I'll give it to you. I, yeah, I saw that on my Twitter last night. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I need, I need a free coffee. I'll give you a free coffee. <laughs> they, that's two of them jumped to action. Yeah. You just throw some milk in it. Sure. <laughs> uh, whole, yeah. Reparations, man. <laughs> Gotta get my reparations for being black in America. Black Lives Matter. I'll take caramel. caramel. So What's your name? I appreciate you. Yeah. Amanda, Amanda, you are great. She gave him a venti. That's a 20 yeah. ounce. You too. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get your free coffee out here, man. You gotta get your Starbucks reparations, man. Yeah. This is how we do, man. Black Lives Matter, baby. Oh my God. I mean, you can pretty much guess that anybody working at Starbucks is going to be a social justice warrior because they're all philosophy majors and stuff like that. Um, people going to community college, local community college. So, you know, there was a pretty good guess. The chick that walked behind her had half of her head shaved. Did you see that? I, I missed that. But I did notice how both of them jumped to action without even really questioning. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of I shocked me. I saw that me. on my Twitter. And I'm sorry for slavery. And here's a venti yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah. You want, what kind of milk you want? What, oh, kind of, what kind of sugary syrup you want? That is um, grim. That is funny, but it also kind of kills my soul a little bit. Yeah. So said Hotep Jesus to the blaze, quote, racism is a business. Thanks to the ridiculousness of Black Lives Matter activists. It's the new publicity stunt. And I think I just proved it. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know if that was his first try? I don't. I just assume that it was, but I don't. I, I don't bet know it would that work for sure. at 95% of places, especially after this public outrage. Everybody's really worried. Yeah. Yeah. So he 
uh, one of the people who actually thought this was real, like that he was being sincere in getting reparations, was Laura Ingram. And so she originally shared it on her radio show, ripping him, and then brought him on his show because she realized it was like a stunt or a prank. And, Including and, the word Hotep on her show, too. Yes, yeah. So this is what um, his interview on, uh, on Laura Ingram sounded like. Very good, very good. Now, in the angle, I told you about someone who wanted to see just how far Starbucks liberal guilt would go. His video has gone completely viral, so we asked comedian provocateur Brian Sharp to join us this evening, and there he is. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hey, Laura, how are you? <laughs> Tell me why you did what you did uh, by asking for reparations going into that Starbucks and saying, I want my free coffee for what you did basically in Philly. She said, oh, okay, I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving you the coffee. Why did you do this? I am sick and tired of liberals using black people and making us look like victims, making us look soft with their liberal dogma. It is disgusting. The other thing I hate about <laughs> liberals is if you're a black man, as I am, in America, they will not hand you a microphone unless you follow the liberal narrative. And I said, you know what? I bet if I go into Starbucks and I follow a liberal narrative, I'll make the news. And voila, <laughs> here I am. It was magic. He's Good totally for him. right about this. I don't know if this was before Kanye retweeted Candace. Kand oh, yeah, that was the big controversy, too. I mean, but they totally proved his point. Uh, it was like every black check mark on there talking about how she left the reservation and she's an Uncle Tom. It's like, yeah, <laughs> are you guys listening to yourselves? Yeah. One question I have about this is this is pretty high profile. His original video went semi-viral yeah. on YouTube and, of course, across other social media. It was played everywhere. Got on Laura Ingram's show. Uh, wildly popular despite David Hogg's boycott. Somehow people still watching it. <laughs> But why no Starbucks response to this? Remember how quick the Starbucks CEO was to come out and apologize for what happened in Philadelphia without getting any of the facts and to throw his worker under the bus? Yeah. And there was an immediate response. This is something of similarly high profile. Granted, not probably not quite as much, but enough that you would think it would get some kind of corporate response from Starbucks. I didn't see anything. At least if they, if they replied, I missed it. I mean, it doesn't benefit them. And they probably don't want to popularize the story because then a bunch of people are going to do it. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of people have done it just as a result of this. Somebody in the live chat just said Brittany Venti went and did this. Oh, know. did she? Good. Uh, yeah, and he was he was encouraging, uh, Hotep Jesus was encouraging others to do the same under the hashtag Starbucks challenge. So <laughs> presumably there are other entries. Good for him. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's funny how when it's, uh, you know, when it's, when it's, with the purpose of virtue signaling, this, this Starbucks CEO, Starbucks corporate, rushes to a camera yeah. and a microphone as quickly as possible. But when it's something that doesn't quite fit that purpose, they don't seem to care at all. It's almost but, as if liberals will only support their own narrative or something like that. Well, I'm so annoyed by, yeah, I'm so annoyed by how these protests and boycotts continue, despite the fact that Starbucks has conceded everything. Yeah. Starbucks has rushed to slit its own throat at the altar of social justice. And they're still saying, not good enough, boycott. Starbucks coffee is anti-black, whatever. Why bother trying to appease these people? I will actively avoid Starbucks. Now, not because uh, they don't serve black people or some such nonsense, but because they just cave to this garbage with no backbone whatsoever when we can see 
that this was not a case of someone just hating black people. It's yeah. much more complex than that. Yeah, definitely. And these these two these that Good Morning America interview, man, I couldn't I couldn't handle it. like the fact that they were saying they were they feared for their lives and they're they're so terrified of police custody. They chose police custody. Yeah. And clearly if, orchestrated this entire thing. That's the that's the next level conspiracy thing is that is not a cons they clearly orchestrated well, this entire thing. Well, here's what I mean by the conspiracy. I've I, I had one email in my inbox. I've heard some people say this. They think that this is a coordinated stunt between the manager and these two guys themselves. Like the store is in on the it was in on. Why the, would they do that though? I don't know. That's why I'm saying this is the next level tinfoil uh, man. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to the plane explosion next. Uh, we should probably take a break for Super Chan. Sure. All right. JVDude9061. Hey, Matt and Blonde, keep up the awesome work. I was on a business trip in Canada last week and was pleased to meet a few people who hate Trudeau. Hopefully, our neighbors up north can be saved. I hope so, mm. too. I mean, Stefan Molyneux Canadian. So is Lauren Southern. Who else? Who else we have? Crowder? Uh, Gavin. Gavin? Wait, is Crowder Canadian? His mom is French Canadian. That kind of counts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, we haven't seen you in a long time, bro. Uh, Baked Alaska wins faggot of the week along with all Subaru <laughs> owners and their lesbian owners. Wait, wait, wait. A lot happened this week. He gets a fake news. For you are week. fake news. Very Why? fake Why? Do you have a Subaru? Yeah, and I'm not a lesbian. Really? <laughs> Attack Alpaca missed the last couple of months due to The Walking Dead. Ooh. I tried uh, to keep up with the show, man. So did I until that until they had that slow zoom in on that fat Muslim's hijab. Do you remember that? It was like in the I didn't make of it last that far. Season. I didn't make it that far. You want to tell me this bitch has survived all this time? I don't think so. Power of Allah, man. Um, what have I missed? Is blonde now a feminist? Is Matt a Bears fan? No, and <laughs> I don't even know what sports team that is. So. Yeah, no, 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 no transformations that radical. I assure you. Arc Dogma, your show is the only aisle of sanity and reasonable skepticism or doubt that is keeping me together in this smug, liberal-infested world. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you for that's, that. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah, as as um, depressing of a... That's as depressing as a good compliment could be. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Appreciate it. A Pharisee says, can somebody please make an I disavow shirt? I would buy it. You should just start wearing it all the time. Yeah, I have to disavow everything. Yeah, totally. um, yeah we, we... I mean... The other one that we were talking about, maybe I should ask um, a graphic designer I'm in contact with. Uh, zero to execution, the blonde zero to execution <laughs> shirt. I do. I really yeah. I go zero to execution so fast. Um, Patrick says, so DePaul University, is, does he mean DePaul or is DePaul an actual university? Probably DePaul. Um, is going insane. You should check it out. I'm just glad my cousin isn't going there anymore. That There was some Milo thing that happened there, wasn't it? That was the famous one with... With the Edward out. Ward, who what? got in touch with you on Twitter. That was Ed Ward. That's right. I That's the one where Black Lives Matter stormed the stage and threatened him with fists. And oh, yeah. this was like spring 2016. It's like two years ago. And that girl like got up in his face and was like, yeah. I'm talking to you or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. I, remember. I made a video about that. Um, thank you for that, Patrick. Fart too hard says Weeble wobble. They don't fall down. Weeble equals Fresno State professor. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about that. Um, thank you for that. She's, She's beyond belief. Worse. That clip. I was watching it today. I was like, I can't even believe what I'm seeing. Like how many yeah. stereotypes? Will Ander says you hear the new Perfect Circle album yet, Blonde. If not, here's some cash to pick it up. I have it. It already came out. Jeez, we're behind. Yeah, time. I was hearing some uh, a podcast I listened to was talking about it. I'm not the biggest like Tool, uh, Perfect Circle, Maynard guy, but they were talking about they were t 
talking about whether it was uh, tool is i don't know it was, the, it was a debate about like tool or a perfect circle it seems like most people i know Clearly think tool, tool is way better yeah but yes, i'm not an aficionado of his music so i don't know though i hated one of their albums and then i love one of their albums the uh, a perfect circle not tool and so i'm waiting to see and they're all in their 50s now so hmm. i don't know i don't know maybe maybe they don't have it anymore i'm excited to pick it up though thank you will um kakrasu shapuri sabaji Ooh. southwest incident looks like a turbine failure fan broke off metal fatigue is my guess really scary stuff yeah. Um, UA-232 is a famous example with the engine cutting the hydraulic lines. 111 people died on the landing. Wow. Oh I didn't know that one. Yeah, we'll talk about that. This is some wild stuff. What a nightmare. Kyle Gaudet says, big virtual hug to blonde. The hug is pants optional and high five to Matt. My favorite Sunday night activity. Keep up the good work, you crazy kids. I agree with that. Well, Let's thank give you. him the sounder. He All it. right. I agree with that. Thank you. Uh, Redicus. So he's a real life councilman from Pawnee. Where is the story about the orgy and the nun? Are we talking about uh, Gregory Salcedo? We're we talking about somebody else. Presumably that must be it. I'm sorry, Redicus. We're 30. Our brains don't work. Anymore. <laughs> uh, crazy yeah. Ivanovich one drop social media. Now I listen to you on Monday mornings to get current events. Finally get a chance to give back. Thanks for keeping thoughtful discussion well, live. See you on Monday. Thank you, crazy. We appreciate, appreciate it. that. Christian Chop, as a former liberal myself, like Matt, I am also a former liberal. I've enjoyed this show since I first discovered you guys in 2016. I'm Hispanic and live about an hour away from Mexico. I fully support border security and the wall. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you. Chop. Appreciate it. Uh, Boogeyman917, let's just do a few more right now. Sure. Should Starbucks change its name to Star Cucks? Someone had uh, to. Yeah, Cheers I figured someone was going to do that. Maybe they should. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, Meek says, Blonde, what is your lipstick? I need it in my life. Um, it's an Alouette lip tint. Mm. He's already looking bored. Mm, like you care. <laughs> Let's talk football. I know, The right? schedule came out. Uh, oh, I, I don't care. Uh, yeah. Rainer Chen, $10 to shatter Asian stereotype with best wishes to Blonde's plans for kid and Matt's non-gay love life. That's what he's <laughs> telling people. Um, gay! It's not true. At all. Why would you use that sounder? <laughs> Just keep going. Brian G, do you have any thoughts on the DNC lawsuit against Trump, Russia, God, etc.? Oh yeah. Um, I, I, you'll have to brief me. Okay, so the demo. I have a surface level understanding of this. The Democrats are filing some sort of lawsuit about election meddling. It's it's along the lines of Trump collusion with Russia to fix the election. Now the Democrats, the official Democrat Democratic Party account tweeted out the other day, like. We're all about election integrity, so we're suing the Trump administration. You fixed your own primaries. Don't want to hear it about election integrity, okay? So it's going to be a total waste of time. Um, he oh, also it's said, a total waste of time, but it's hypocritical, too. Yeah, of course. That's how they do. And Jordan Peterson's appearance on Bill Maher, which neither of us have watched. Was it last No, I night? did watch it. I did, did watch it. Yeah. Was it yesterday? It was on Friday night. What happened? It um well, he, he, he had some back and forths with Alex Wagner, that former MSNBC uh host lady um classic example of jordan peterson saying things like he there was one exchange where he was talking about um the consequences that the pill has had uh in terms of people waiting to have children until later in life having yeah. less children he wasn't really making a value judgment about this is a good thing or a bad thing just commenting on how reproduction and the nature of families has changed in the last 50 or so years and she comes back with, oh, yeah, well, the things would be so better if we did so much better if we didn't have the pill, you know, just this snarky, like bitchy feminist uh, snipping at him when he wasn't 
actually making any good or bad claims. He's just describing so a social yeah, phenomenon. Right. And it, it, she did that several times where he would say things that weren't really controversial. They're just observations about the world. And so she, she would Kathy Newman, straw man. Kinda. Or? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, um, she, she didn't, interrupt so much that it ruined it but it it was annoying it was definitely annoying. so a feminist fulfilling stereotype <laughs> oh and i forgot to tell you, you know who else was on the panel was the governor of washington oh really and jordan peterson was talking about something about child development and children's perspectives and the governor of washington came back with something to the effect of we need to listen to the children, though, because the children are right about marijuana and gay marriage and guns and da da da. It, 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 this was your governor. Maybe that's because they have stupid hippie parents telling them what to think. Yeah, you should um, watch it just to see what your governor's saying. Okay. Although soon to be former governor for you. We should. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, he also said Brian G. Also said he did well on overtime despite being outnumbered. Yeah. Um, thank you for that, Brian. Let's just do two more right now. AZ Archer, blonde, red pill for Holly. Also, Matt and I once made love in the back of a Starbucks. He really can froth the milk. And he really knows how okay, to work. Okay, faggot. What's next? <laughs> okay. Um, all right. We'll circle back, please. Okay. So you've got the facts on this plane explosion. I've got a little bit of what? a brief. I? <laughs> I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I totally did do this. Yeah, part. you did. <laughs> But I do have a brief, uh, some brief news clips to show some images of what this looked like. But walk us through what actually happened. When you sent me this link in the Skype chat earlier this week, I thought, holy cow, woman wow. sucked halfway out of a jet midair. This is some gnarly stuff. Yeah, so I think they were flying from New York to Dallas and right over sub suburban Philadelphia, 32,000 feet in the air. Um, there was an engine explosion. One of the engines exploded. And it caused a passenger window to burst. And she was pulled out of the window, like from the waist up. Yeah. Um, her face and everything was covered in contusions. So a bunch of passengers got up, pulled her back in, uh, and everybody kind of buckled up and their masks came down. And then some people did CPR on her until they landed. They knew that she was probably going to die. She um, ended up dying from blunt force trauma to the head, I presume, when the window blew out or that maybe a, a piece of debris or something. But she had a big contusion on her neck. I, I doubt CPR helped. But uh, they can work on one engine, these these giant planes. And so they were able to land. Nobody else was seriously injured. I think six or seven people were treated for, for minor injuries. Yeah. Um, somebody live started live streaming when they thought the plane was going down because there was ash and smoke everywhere. And then there was blood splatter from the contusion on her neck. They said there was blood splatter like all over the place. Yeah. So everybody, of course, thought they were going to die. It's remarkable that. Yeah, that I, I can't imagine what that instant depressurization is like. I mean, that's what sucked her out of the window, right, yeah. is this depressurization. Yep. And for I just I can't imagine witnessing such a thing. I'd be terrified, too. Yeah, totally. But this is the first death um, for Southwest in their entire 51 year history. So, you know, this was a plane malfunction. They, they probably couldn't have done anything. They, about so it. they've never like crashed a plane or anything like that. No. Interesting. And this was no pilot error, nothing like that. The pilot acted appropriately and ended up landing and everything like that. And it was yeah. the, just the one fatality, which is horrific. I mean, I can't even imagine. This is like my worst nightmare. I hate flying. And if this happened, I'd be freaking yeah, out. Yeah, I saw some. I was watching some news coverage on it, listening to some witness testimony and just airport traveler testimony. One person made the comment that I think is actually probably true. Oddly enough, it's probably the safest it's ever been to fly Southwest or any airline right now, like yeah. at, at this moment, because everything's going to be double, triple checked. Yeah, I think they shut down all their flights for a day so that they can do engine checks. Um, yeah. But there's no reason that, to think their fault and, necessarily. Yeah, but that's what it sounds like the FAA is ordering that, like mandatory inspection of all of these 
these turbines or these jet engines is it just for southwest or is it for everybody i, I don't know i don't know i read an article saying that southwest was doing it but that doesn't mean that it's not oh yeah i know there's some kind of government mandate coming not just you know corporate voluntary action oh man how wild would that yeah. be though i was reading the story and i was like partially sucked out the window yeah what? and they pulled her back in they yeah. said it took two men to pull her pull back her. in so i wonder the windows aren't big obviously like you ever in an, air, in an airplane i can't i don't think my torso would fit through one of those windows but so i like imagine incredible force well, the, yeah, and that I, this is pure speculation, obviously, but with the way they describe the men pulling her out and some of the descriptions I've heard, was she like lodged in the window? I mean, That's it's it like plugged like. the window, basically. And then the, the medical examiner said that she had blunt force trauma to her head, neck, and her torso. So I think that what happened was like the, the I, this is all purely speculation, but what I think happened was she was sucked out with all this force and then it just like skinned her right you have to pull her like through broken glass or whatever that is well no i think the window was sucked out completely but it's such a tiny space oh it didn't break it just like popped out or something i think so yeah okay and uh, and i think it it just must have just so she's basically a plug at that point yeah yeah Uh, with incredible force i mean i I can't even imagine how and i don't know think about things when you're at that altitude the temperature of the air outside Um, all sorts of environmental, the wind, obviously, like what and that I would do. I saw the interview with a woman that was giving her CPR and she basically said that she knew like when she started CPR that she was, de- she was. Yeah. There, I think there's commentary from, um, that at least a woman who was giving yeah. her CPR in this brief piece here. So let's check out this news piece to get some images and commentary from people who, um, who were there. Passengers grabbing for their oxygen masks as a female passenger was being sucked out of a shattered window. Fellow passengers desperately pulling her back inside. You hear the pop, and she was sucked out from the waist up. Um, And so there was blood on the windows that uh, was because of her body, and her arms were actually out of the airplane, and her head was out of the airplane. The midair emergency began when the left engine on the Boeing 737 suddenly blew apart, sending shrapnel flying into the side of the plane. Immediately, the pilots declared an emergency. Number one engine failure, Boeing 737, 149 souls on board. It's not a fire, but part of it's missing. The explosion occurred 20 minutes into the flight as it passed west of Philly. They said there was a hole in, and uh, someone went out. There were several very heroic gentlemen who pulled her through, back through the window. Andrew and I did CPR for about 20 minutes, probably, give or take. Um, it just wasn't going to be enough. The question tonight, why did the fan inside the engine suddenly seem to come apart? It not only blew through the case and blew through the cowling, but actually penetrated the fuselage, damaging the fuselage, the wing, and blowing out a window, causing a depressurization. Hmm. Good God. This is... God, I hate flying. It's nightmare fuel stuff, yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Well, that pretty much sums that up. So just um, sit in front of the engine, so when it blows up, the debris goes behind you. That's... That's the takeaway. <laughs> she actually was. She was 10 rows behind the engine. That's what I'm saying. You should sit in front of the engine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I only so heard then the last part and then acted like I was totally listening. Yeah, then you're safe. Maybe I phrased it wrong. I don't know. Probably. Uh, really, I'm just trying to get to this next topic because I just want to laugh at this chick. Yeah. Resto's pay professor, fat bitch, is what now, I put in the outline. <laughs> un- it's unfortunate that this does... The, the origin of this story is the death of, um, of Barbara Bush. Mm-hmm. Barbara Bush being a very important figure in American history. 
the the conflict I want to preface this entire conversation with is um, the tricky nature of political deaths too. Cause at one level, the temptation is for all of us to say like, what a terrible garbage person. And then I know there's going to be a lot of temptation for people like when the Hillary Clintons of the world die to go type up like, ha ha, I'm glad tonight. Like, like, are you this, not going to do that? I'm not, I'm going to refrain. Okay, from Barbara that. Bush, not evil. Hillary Clinton, evil. I think there's an easy distinction here. Not if you ask uh, Rhonda Girard. <laughs> whatever whatever her name is she claims to be muslim and arab i guess I, awesome i don't know um but that's the point I, I i think i'm not saying that everybody's a hypocrite, a hypocrite on this but i i would like to figure out clear rules about is, is it okay to comment uh on the death of people whose politics you disagree with in happy terms which is basically what she did or is that not okay i, I it depends on what they did in their life how is that not relevant? Ted Kennedy, totally fine. To but then what's that line? Like, what's, is it that they I think had to... letting somebody die in a car and it taking four hours and they suffocate, I think that that would warrant everybody dancing around when you're dead or like being a communist dictator or, you know, not being the wife of a president that was pretty benign. Yeah, well, uh, let's <laughs> let's take a look at her tweets. Let's get into this and characterize what she had to say accurately hey, so her name as i said is Rhonda gerard and she hold on she is a professor i forget what she actually teaches at fresno state and she's not actually teaching right now body she's positivity a, women's she's, yeah studies. she teaches she teaches body positivity <laughs> she's from the shumerian school of body positivity <laughs> Rhonda gerard uh so Bill Clinton, who once campaigned against George H.W. Bush, of course, called um, Barbara Bush, quote, a remarkable woman with, quote, grit and grace, brains and beauty. And uh, Barack Obama also tweeted about her um, glowingly, said she had humility and decency that reflects the very best of the American spirit. These are some of the tweets that prompted Rhonda Girard to say um, Barbara Bush was a generous and smart and amazing uh, racist sorry that's the coors coming up along with her husband uh, who along with her husband raised a war criminal interesting that they cut out the washington post cut out the latter half of this tweet you remember what it said it no. said fuck out of here with your nice words or something like that oh, yeah yeah they yeah they cut, cut that off they cut that off from the action did they didn't screenshot the tweet no it just has it quoted in the story here How that's special. interesting i didn't notice that before we went live but in another tweet, she said, I'm happy the witch is dead. Can't wait for the rest of her family to fall to their demise the way 1.5 million Iraqis have. Bye. She also celebrated in a tweet. I don't have it handy here in the story, but she said something to the effect of it warms my heart knowing somewhere George W. Bush is sad right now. Things to that effect. Now, uh, she has been bragging with people on Twitter who said that she should be fired from Fresno state, that she's a tenured professor and can't be fired. The Fresno state administration has come back and said, well, that's not necessarily true. You can, there are still poor conduct for which you can be fired. It's unclear uh, as of now, I, I guess what's going to actually happen to her. I, I actually did not like the Fresno state president's response. Did you see this? Oh, uh, no. So there, the Fresno state president released a statement that said, uh, he said, quote, um, 
Well, he, he also first he said a professor with ten, tenure does not have blanket protection to say and do what they wish. Uh, he said really? we are all because held accountable for like our they actions. Do. They have a long leash, but it sounds like they can be fired for some things. Uh, in any case, what I wanted to highlight about his um, yeah his uh, his response here, oh, God. saying quote This was beyond free speech. This was disrespectful. Ooh, I don't like that. I did see that actually. No, this is not beyond free speech. We don't want to set that standard. Now, it might be beyond free speech as far as an employer is concerned. Maybe that's what he means. It's hard to say. I don't um, know. I, I still don't really know. How I don't like that response. Yeah. This is one of the things Bill Maher was talking about with Jordan Peterson on Friday night. It, free speech, disrespectful speech is free speech. Yeah. In fact, it's pretty crucial thing to protect. Yeah. The ability to be disrespectful and offensive it's the only literally the only kind of speech that needs protection yeah uh oh and this story it does have the the full quoted tweet um barbara bush was a generous and smart and amazing racist who along with her husband raised a war criminal fuck out of here with your nice words is what she said lovely she sounds like a real nice lady <laughs> so obviously she created somewhat of a profile for herself in doing this people thought oh wonder what um Rhonda Gerard has been saying. Did you pull this video from the Daily Mail article? Professorial career. Yeah, I, I, okay, I so cut out some of it. In the Daily Mail article, they said, an alt-right troll has pieced together all of these clips. Yeah. What? I know, I know. An alt-right troll. This is just clips of her talking. Yeah, I know. <sighs> an alt-right troll took it upon his or herself. I think that's like... Okay. Well, here, let's take a look at some of the fantastic work of this alt-right troll. This is Rhonda Girard in her own words. Stop me at any time if you need me to. Ooh, I, I'm excited to watch this. Yeah. Fresno is one of those places where, like... Dude, look at how she's sitting. It... All right. You let, want to comment on let, that first? Let's just, let's just break down this. Okay. Look at how she's sitting. She's sitting like a man. She's, she, must, how, she must weigh 300 pounds, right? Hard to say because I don't know how tall she is, but... Let's look at this panel she's of... She's big. Of weirdos and then this guy not wearing any shoes is that a tranny this didn't do in the middle your guess is as good as mine patchwork pants a leopard tie no shoes okay and then is this a fat lesbian on the right with a half shave head your what guess is, is as good as mine i don't what know what i'm looking panel at panel of weirdos the the sexually rejected i probably should have done a better job rejection. of <laughs> Probably should have better done a better job of finding the context for these uh, clips, but you know, as I said, I was a little limited on time. Oh God! All right, sorry. All right, so she's going to talk about how rural Trump voters uh, in Fresno are stupid and stuff like that. You know, most of the a lot of the agriculture, a lot of the food, you know, that Americans Ooh. eat is grown there, um, and or Focal around fry. there. And uh, I'm surprised they have any left to export after they're done feeding <laughs> her. Okay. Um, even so though easy. a lot of the farmers now are Trump supporters and just fucking stupid. And I'm inspired by several Ugh. things. Usually several things. my hatred for the man. Um, and times I just say that I can't fucking stand the white heteropatriarchy. And then sometimes I'm sucking a white dick. That's I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, this next part here, she describes how she's going to get a gun or has guns for the purpose of fighting the right wing now she really goes crazy here because she basically starts to praise terrorists Now she at one point says she says spencer i think she's referring to richard spencer but i, I don't know because she just says spencer she says why is his house still standing 
We should bomb it. We should throw grenades in it. That sort of stuff. This is praising terrorists and advocating terroristic activity. Let's be clear about what she's about to say. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm buying guns. Like I, I, Runda's buying guns. I'm an American. I'm buying guns. <laughs> you know what? The other side is like doing some stupid shit. I'm gonna do some stupid shit. I'm tired of like being the bigger person, literally and Whatever. usually. This but, like, bitch would try I'm to shoot a place tired. up, and she'd go full Nassim and just fuck it up. <laughs> like, what do I do with this? Like, this chick is a good shot. Yeah, right. I don't believe she's stockpiling weapons for what. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of a joke there, but it didn't didn't really come to me. Let's it's just not our night, you guys. Let's carry on. <laughs> of the left being fucking stupid and being like, no, we have to be, we have to like be gentle. We have to no, don't be fucking gentle. Resistance fighters in the sixties and seventies, they didn't kill anyone, but they scared the shit out of people. You know, they would hijack a plane and be like, we're not gonna hurt anyone on this plane, but we are gonna fucking hijack this plane. You know, what need like why is Spencer's house plane. still standing? I don't understand. Like it needs to be fucking broken into people need to fucking throw grenades into it i don't give a fuck this is actually my shit the reason you have nice stuff um look at that fupa situation that is an unprecedented fupa <laughs> oh damn it's got so many dots on it i thought you were going to comment on the, the arm tattoo now interestingly oh, the arm the arm tattoo doesn't actually look that distorted so presumably that was applied after her arm was you know a gigantic full-size canvas what a disaster this chick's body face mind are she's really the yeah, no, package isn't she she's gonna she talks I, I don't know what the exact context here is but she talks about how basically the concept that nobody who is successful has done things legitimately it's all through stealing resources and and oh! labor of other people i don't give a fuck this is actually my shit the reason you have my oh! nice stuff is because you stole my stuff you stole my resources you stole my land you Wait, you what, know is she, raped is she me. a native american what what I think she's, again, I will admit I should have done a better job understanding the full context of these. I think she's talking on behalf of somebody else there. Yeah. It could even be in a literary context. I don't, that's why I want to qualify this a little bit. I don't want to, it, this was the work of an alt-right troll. It's possible they were taken out of context. I didn't have the time oh, to Oh yeah, I'm sure there was some surrounding context that makes everything she said legitimate and totally understandable. I'm only talking about that last clip because she clearly said, why is that guy's house still standing? We should go bomb it. Who was she talking about? She said Spencer's house. Oh, I assume oh, okay. she means Richard Spencer, but that's an assumption on my part. Mm. Okay, here's your... You put, the, care of you put the checklist in the notes. So, oh yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this. The stereotypes, all the stereotypes this bitch is observing super fat. Okay. Disgusting. Like unfuckable sexist, <laughs> total slut. Man. Wait, 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 wait. Unfuckable and a slut. Yeah. That, you see that duality all the time in fat feminists. All right. You just have to get some, some guy really drunk and you know, um, she's super mannish. Well, yeah. so unfuckable by any self-respecting man. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's an asterisk. They're qualified. Crude, yeah. tattooed, and racist. I also forgot intersectional. Mm. Lots of intersectionality. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that's not stereotypical about her is her fupa, which is unprecedented. <laughs> I didn't put fupa in there. <laughs> Although it is pretty characteristic of, of fat feminists. I Just not say. on that scale. I mean, this is the most impressive fupa the world's ever seen. I know. So 
this we end up in a situation this is this sort of reminds me of the gregory salcedo situation which is on the one hand ain't no way in hell i would ever let that bitch teach my kids anything oh my god on the other hand should i be lobbying fresno state to fire her i, I don't know i I've, just don't send your kids to fresno state or yes. college at all um certainly not to be taught by her that, but but she's not even teaching classes right now i don't know what she's doing she has tenure. Did you see that tweet where she said she makes a hundred thousand dollars a year? I hope that's not and true. And I guess she can never is. get fired. I make a hundred thousand dollars a year and I can never get fired. <sighs> if you're ever tweeting about your salary, don't, don't. <laughs> like there's pretty much no context in which that's cool. Um, you ever, you ever, um, you ever meet someone you haven't spoken with in a long time? Like maybe somebody you, you went to high school with or something like that. Yeah. And you say, Hey, oh, Hey, how have things been? Have you ever had someone reply to that by giving you his salary? Like giving you, well, I'm making like this much money. And I'm really racist and I've gained 300 pounds since you saw me last, but I can never get fired. It's the cringiest thing ever when someone just tells you how much money they make unsolicited. Has like somebody not, actually done that to you? Yeah, I've had it happen before. I mean, how good of friends were you really? Not really. Like someone I knew. Caesar, you know? stop it. Not, the, the context is meeting someone you haven't talked to for a long time. There are people like that. There are people like that. Oh, God. You want to talk about Keith Ellison? Fine. I already have no faith in humanity left. Okay. So Keith Ellison, of course, remember, is the deputy chair of the Democratic Party. He is speaking to um, Democratic Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. The um, he was the only Muslim in Congress that he might not be the only one now. Hmm. But don't don't quote me on that. Anyway, he was um, he was speaking to Democratic voters at an event hosted by the Progressive Change Campaign this week, and he made this claim that women are dying because <laughs> Democrats are losing elections. It's a pretty brief clip, but let's let's have a listen. They need me to put it more in. They need to put my back into it more than before, because their lives depend upon it. Did you know that in Missouri and in Texas and maybe other places, maternal mortality has risen. Women. Women are, are people dying because we are losing elections. Yes. We don't have the right to lose a damn election. Yes. We have to win. We have to win. Hmm. Something I've noticed over the years is low IQ people do not understand causation. Yeah, um I can already I, dis- right I disavow the low IQ part, but the understanding. Like, oh, yeah. Like that guy's, you know, pushing 100 or whatever. No, I, I don't believe it for a second. He's, I can he's tell you higher right IQ now, than Maxine said, Waters. Texas, Texas low IQ history. Maxine. Yeah, Trump said it. It's fine. Yeah. Trump and Missouri both have super high smoking rates and uh, people are morbidly obese. I'm from Missouri. It's like a 300 pound person on each side, no matter where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. um. That was cited by some response pieces that uh, that it's it's uh, higher than average obesity rate in Missouri. Apparently, the the number is just overstated in Texas, uh, improperly measured. The- yeah, improperly measured is what I had read, but I you know, I, I haven't looked into this deeply. I think there are some broader points beyond whether that's true in those those states or not. Um, because if you think about the reasoning here, so presumably he's, I assume at least it's not well articulated, but. He would say that GOP efforts to diminish Obamacare have real-world effects for people. I assume that's the argument he's making. Well, would that be the fault of Republicans? And and 
why would we see different results in different states? Like if we have a national program, right? Why would you cite two specific states? And why wouldn't what were it be... the dates of data collection? Because I guarantee that they were during Obamacare. Yeah. Which is still right. ongoing. <laughs> so the repeal of the individual mandate hasn't even taken effect yet. So Obamacare has been the law for the last 10 years. I assume the measurements you're talking about have taken place in the last 10 years. In fact, you said they're rising now. I assume that means most recent data years. Your party has been in control and you had a significant healthcare legislative victory. How is that the fault of the other party? How are, how are they causing women to die? Um, but, but to the point you were making originally, it's just lazy pandering to, to see something like this. I think that there's one causal factor. Yeah. And why With all the variability? whole audience of bitches cheer about high mortality rates in, in giving birth? Like, like 50 women were just like, woo! <laughs> because I, I would assume because it forwards their narrative and it's yeah, narrative above, really above everything. That's really, yeah, that's... that's Dead women will get people to vote Democrat. <laughs> yeah. The, the broad theme here too, um, and I think, it's a, I think it's a theme that's really become predominant in the democratic party is is government as parent mm -hmm. government is caretaker vote for us it's the only way you'll have well-being it's the only way you'll live a healthy life is if you sign up to have the government be your parent yeah only a well, stupid person with no agency would want that I, I i certainly want the care of my future wife to be in the hands of keith allison i think oh, he'd do yeah. a fine job yes yes taking yeah. care of my my kids i think i want keith in in the in the delivery room making the decisions Teaching i think your kids that fresno state professor just, <laughs> they're in good hands keith, keith allison would do a great job yeah. so yeah it, it's it's it is fascinating as you said that everybody's there clapping like seals as opposed to raising an eyebrow like uh, I, uh, the assumption too like there is no personal responsibility that might explain this rise in mortality too there's no it's not possible that people are becoming irresponsibly obese that people are smoking in these states yeah. making poor health choices for which government really has no responsibility right um it might also be that people are more government dependent and so they're having children that they otherwise would have aborted then there's hmm. so many causal factors that could be associated with this. I, I don't even know where to start. Just assuming that this is because Democrats aren't getting elected. That's retarded. So stupid. Oh, yikes. Yeah. And those are, I don't know what Missouri politics are like. Democrat, uh, Texas is, as I understand, dominated politically by Republicans. I assume in the state. Well, Missouri uh, is filled with conservatives, well. except you get to St. Louis and it's a, uh, completely racially segregated city run by democrats hmm. okay i just i'm curious why he chose these two states specifically i guess just because they have the result that he wants to show and that's it but yeah probably because of increasing uh mortality due to morbid obesity hmm. almost certainly i guarantee you're right about that but i'm too lazy to look into the data so <laughs> well i got two more topics i got uh amy schumer's return and i got some short stories to close. Let's just round it out and then we can do up like a billion. Okay. We might we might end up with a little bit shorter show than normal tonight, but you know, 
I do what I can if I <laughs> if I come up a little short, you know, once or twice a year. You know, our show used to be an hour long. I know. And then we tricked ourselves into like a two plus hour show. I know. And now you're like, sorry for this this short show that's an hour and forty minutes or whatever. Well, no, I mean, if I'm going to speak honestly, like obviously we take time with the super chatters and our patrons. Like there are people that are frankly putting their hard-earned money to have a show that is worthwhile. So it yeah. does matter to me. Like I don't want to show up with something that's too short and total crap and you feel like you're just, you know, mailing it in well, and not doing a good job. It's total crap. It's endearing <laughs> garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's what we aim for. Duct tape production. Yeah. Yeah. The duct tape production. Okay. Oh, somebody just said in the live chat, maybe that it might have to do with opiates too. That's a good point. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's a big problem in Missouri. I don't know about Texas. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's just because Keith Ellison wasn't pulling all the strings on the state's healthcare system. That's why. If only you gave him full control, yeah. he would be the puppet master and make sure no women die in childbirth ever again. Okay. Oh, God. So, Amy, should, we talked about this at length last week. In fact, maybe this is, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this point. On the topic of bullshit copyright challenges, I got to... Ch- I got a claim on our show last week because there's like a five second music clip in the Amy Schumer trailer, her movie. I feel pretty. It's not the, it's not the movie company, the production company, the owner of the movie copyright is coming after us. It's the music, the owner of the music that was played for like five seconds when she's doing her wet t-shirt dancing. What was that gesture the... again? One more time. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are the, uh, these are the battles we have to fight. It's, it's unreal. So, somebody meme so, that promptly yeah so um so so the reason i want to come back to amy schumer is because you had mentioned that not only is she fa- facing the criticism that we had um that we had explained which is instead of tricking yourself into self-confidence why not actually build a better version of yourself and have confidence be a natural consequence i think that's a better message the alternative criticism is easy for you to be confident you hot blonde chick amy schumer why don't you be a fat black tranny and then show us how to be confident? That's, yeah. that's this is seriously the, the criticism. And she, she responded to this on the view Ugh, so much by, um, yeah, by granting, Oh, where's my Amy Schumer clip? What? Did I forget? Hold on. I can add it in. Um, do you need me to do some super chats? Yeah. To take a couple super chats for a second. Uh, where was I? Wow, we suck. I think the lipstick one. Um, <laughs> Rainier Chen, did I already read this? $10 to shatter Asian stereotypes with best wishes to blondes, plants for kids, and Matt's non-gay. Non-gay. Love that. Ah, thank you. That hand gesture tells us otherwise, though. We know everything <laughs> we need to know about you, Matt. Yeah, of course. Uh, Brian G, do you have any thoughts on the... Oh, I already read this. Shit. <laughs> oh, did you read the first... You read the... What? Wow. Great show. Well, I'm ready to go on the Amy Schumer clip. All right, all right. <laughs> great, great <laughs> cutaway, great production value. No. Okay, so here's Amy Schumer on The View addressing this SJW criticism for her movie now. And the backlash was people were saying, well, your character is a blonde of healthy weight who's attractive, and you're supposed to make us believe that you're ugly. How do you respond to that? First of all, that's the nicest backlash <laughs> I've ever heard. Too pretty. Too pretty. No, it just made me excited for people to see the movie because it's not about a, an ugly, vile troll getting beautiful. It's about a girl who really struggles with self-esteem. But also, I think it is fair to say that 
you know, it, it, that it's a lot harder for other people. And I mm -hmm. recognize that I am a Caucasian. Well, like if, I, I would love if this movie were starring a woman of color who's, mm -hmm. who's had it way harder yeah. than me. And I think, and I hope that we get there. This, this is hopefully just a step in the right direction. Yeah. Ooh, good for her. Good for her. Um, yeah. I, I will also say about the movie, if you are interested to see, it now has uh, 34% on Rotten Tomatoes critic score, certified rotten, 30% uh, viewer score. That is positive. terrible. It's quite bad. Yikes. It's quite bad. Uh, I, so about, um, about the criticism, it's easy for you as a, a blonde of healthy weight to do this. Uh, you are fake news. <laughs> Very fake news. And then for Amy Schumer to say this is not about a this movie is not about a vile, hideous troll becoming beautiful. No, it's about a vile, hideous troll remaining a vile, hideous troll. Yeah. <laughs> just want to just want to um just want to just want to get things square there. That's female creativity for you. Just reverse shallow how this shit. Just send it to the audiences, and then when it's thirty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, just complain about how everybody hates women and that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're Amy Schumer too, it's like. This is your movie. You put a you put a lot of work into it. This is presumably, but it's it's an, it's another Starbucks situation. You don't you have no backbone. You're just going to say I'm sorry for being white. Uh, that yeah. you're just going to take that. I'm sorry for being white. I wish this movie was about a minority. But, well, then let someone else make the. What do you? Did what are you, you supposed to do? Watch that whole clip of her on the View. No, she God, later no. talks about. I watched the whole thing today, and she later talks about how. Um, she wants to like find some common ground with the NRA, but they just don't understand. Like they're too stupid to understand that she doesn't want everybody's guns to be taken away. She just wants common sense gun control. Of course. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very clear. Yeah. And then she was talking about how she loves the Parkland kids and all this. stuff. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, good luck to your movie, Amy. I know it opened, um, it opened Friday, but it's not, it's projected to get like, to not do very well revenue wise because who the hell would waste their weekend going to see an Amy Schumer movie? Yeah. Like who's the target demo on this is like, it's not a good date movie. Um, it's not I a good know. movie for kids. Feminists between the ages of fat feminists between the ages of 18 and 45, eh, 55. Rhonda Girard then she yes. probably took all her friends. She probably took that whole crew out to, yeah. the, to the movie this weekend. That crowd of sexually degenerate misfits. Yep. Now, I'm glad you mentioned um, sexual degeneracy. Sure. Well, more specifically, though, I'm glad you mentioned silly perspectives on guns. Because mm. obviously, since Parkland, we, we've talked about that. There were a couple cases in Pennsylvania that were very bizarre. They, there was the school arming its classrooms with buckets of rocks. And then the tiny little baseball bats. Yes. And the tiny little baseball bats. Now, here's an interesting another interesting proposal from Democrats out of Illinois. Uh, Illinois plan replace armed school officers with therapists. So some Illinois lawmakers want to give extra money to schools that replace armed security officers with unarmed social workers and behavioral therapists. Representative Emmanuel Chris Welch, who is a Democrat from Hillside, said he proposed the plan after hearing from advocates who argue that inter uh, sorry that investing in mental health resources is the best way of treating the epidemic of violence. His plan, which is backed by 16 other Democrats in the House, would allow schools to apply to an optional grant. 
if they promise to reallocate funding for school-based law enforcement to mental health services, including social workers and other practices, quote, designed to promote school safety and healthy environments. They just have to promise to do it? That's it? Presumably they have to actually do it, too. I assume there'd be some follow-up, but... <laughs> it just says they have to promise. I don't know. <laughs> this is... um, uh, this. Th- is it insane to think that there's a mental health component to this stuff and that no. mental health resources for kids at schools is that that's not insane. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. The idea though, that you're going to stop violence to the point that you don't need a last resort doing this is outright crazy to me. Right. And they're also operating under the assumption that none of these shooters had any run-ins with mental health professionals, which is patently false. Nicholas Cruz had visited all sorts of therapists. He had discussions about institutionalization with his parents, things like that. Um, basically, every single mass shooter has had run-ins with mental health facilities in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And it also assumes that the shooter at your school would be from your school, which we've seen, like Nicholas Cruz was part of the Parkland community. Um, But there are tons of other examples, like Adam Lanza didn't go to Sandy Hook, obviously, or at least not at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, You have... Like, uh, well, I guess guess, um, in in Littleton, they they were at the school. But there are... Uh, and Cho, Cho went to his he school. He had graduated from that school like years before. Sure. I think. But but the point is like you also, sh- you should be prepared for a disgruntled student who comes and shoots up your school for sure. But you should also be prepared for someone who doesn't have a connection to your school to come do it. And armed therapists or an unarmed therapist don't really stop that. Uh, it's kind of amazing to me to hear these same people who rip on thoughts and prayers oh thoughts and prayers don't really do anything well what does a behavioral therapist do behavioral therapist sure will and and that's not to diminish behavioral therapists i'm not suggesting that this has no value as a preventative measure but Uh, when the shooter's there if you can't institutionalize these patently insane people i fail to see how any of this is going to help i i'm just saying some of these people had had diagnosis of schizophrenia yeah and and it didn't stop this Tell me what you're going to do when the shooter's at your school. That's what I want to know. throw rocks at them. It'll yeah, work. Yeah, I, I don't want to send my kids to that school. I, I want a good plan. If, I, if I'm picking out a school later in life for my kids, I want to know what's your plan if there's a shooter in the school. And if your answer is behavioral therapist, I'll say, well, that's great. Potentially to mitigate the potential for a, for a future shooter. But what happens if there's a shooter at the school? That's what I want to know. This is why you should homeschool or send your kid to a school where everybody has a gun anyway. Maybe you'll get me there. Joke's on me, though. I don't I'm not I'm not having kids anytime soon. What am I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) Match.com. Anyway, 72 year old broad, though. Ready? (laughs) They'll never advertise on our show. (laughs) I know. Never. Match.com sucks. Not like Coors Light. Uh, Uh, Anyway. Oh, another great story out of um, out of Washington. Well, we didn't really have a previous one. That was a bad transition. I was just talking about your governor earlier. Yeah, dude, you're you're off the mark. Yeah, I know. I admitted to being <laughs> off my game for this show. So this uh, the, there's this is actually very near you. Oh, really? Did you see this? Uh, you suck sign sparks apology from Washington State transportation officials uh... on I five in Washington State near the SeaTac Airport. Uh, someone changed a traffic sign to read, you suck. The Washington State Department of Transportation acknowledged the image was in fact real. This was the image from a GoPro on, on, uh, in somebody's car. 
and said uh, it was because this circulated on Reddit and elsewhere. Said it, uh, or they blamed it on a quote training error. Quote: This was an inappropriate <laughs> message, and we apologize if anyone was offended. Said the Department of Transportation in a statement to Q13 Fox. This was due to a training error and clearly a mistake. We are taking steps to ensure this doesn't happen again. What kind I think of they training just, error? I guess who makes the signs? The people who make the signs? Why couldn't they just be like, one of our dumbass employees thought this would be hilarious. I would think that that was fine. You'd think it'd require some collaboration. Like the sign had to be made. It had to be put up. There's probably has to be more than one guy involved in this, obviously. Maybe. I don't know. And can I just appreciate too that it's not you suck Y-O-U. It's you. Like, like as, though it's a, as though it's a text message or a tweet or something. You suck. I kind of love this. Any opportunity for trolling IRL, for trolling libtards IRL, I think is A-OK. Well, think too. Apparently, they, they executed this plan flawlessly. They could have chosen any message. It, it seems like a weird one. It's just kind of uninspired. Like, no, people of Seattle, you suck. <laughs> that is, well, not really the ones driving in the cars. Yeah, Ninety percent of those people suck. Oh well, I guess. But that's too long of a sign. Hmm. I love it. Well, it didn't. They didn't really effectively use space either. Like it's a giant sign, and it just says "you suck" in small font. Well, they should said you said you suck. The ninety percent of you that are libtards in parentheses <laughs> underneath it. All right. Really, I just wanted to get through this story the whole night. When this um, this is the last story I have. I don't want to talk about corruption at the top of the <laughs> FBI, but let's totally talk about this fat bitch defense. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> this is this headline is real. This is in um, San Luis Obispo Tribune in California. Rape suspect says he's innocent because he's quote good looking and accuser quote is three hundred pounds. <laughs> okay, so. This, this, this takes place north of San Francisco in Marin County. A rape suspect said in court on Thursday that he couldn't have raped his accuser because the alleged victim is, quote, 300 pounds, no exaggeration. And he's a, quote, good-looking guy. He also denied allegations in a separate case in which he um, is charged with exposing himself to an Uber driver. No word in the story about how heavy the Uber driver, the Uber driver oh was. God. This guy is exercising his constitutional right to represent himself. He declined a court-appointed lawyer. What was the second charge? He was jerking off in front of an Uber driver? Yeah, yeah. Indecent exposure, something like that. But there are two charges separate from one Yeah, other. so here's, here's the sequence of events. The rape allegedly occurred in July at a mall where, um, at this place called Corte Madera Town Center where Lewis worked as a part-time boxing instructor. The accuser allegedly worked, well, not allegedly, she did work at this mall as well. So Lewis pled, uh, is it pled or pleaded? I always get that wrong. Pleaded? Pleaded not guilty and was released on $10,000 bail. While out on bail in March, okay, so just a month ago, he allegedly masturbated in front of a female Uber driver. When Mm. Lewis came to court on those charges, the judge remanded him to jail and he called the judge racist and resisted deputies. Um, Yeah. I mean, this guy sounds crazy. He had a second charge that's quasi related, just weird sexual perversion. Yeah. I mean, that leads me to believe that the, the rape charge probably has more credibility. But how though? It's, 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 I can't fathom it. How would he even toss her around? She's 300 pounds. How could this be? I don't know. Maybe you just pushed her over. <laughs> wow. This is well, the, demonetized already. Oh yeah, of course. 
Now, but the charges are, it's not just rape. It's, I, what, I, what did I read in the story? Okay, yeah. Lewis uh, pleaded not guilty to charges of forcible rape and rape by a foreign object. What does that mean? That mean what? Think about it. It's, he uh, penetrated with something else? Yes. Okay. I wonder what he used. It doesn't say. Allegedly. We're going to hell. Okay. He, if convicted, he faces up to eight years in prison uh, for the rape charge and additional time for the misdemeanor charges. What, what do you want me to say here? I don't know. Where are my crickets? That's all you got? We're going to... I mean, I'm just saying... Okay, the, the reason I'm apprehensive to talk about this is that there is a second charge that's really weird, that's totally unrelated, which makes me think that this guy might just be a sexual pervert and a chubby chaser, and maybe he actually did rape this chick. Yeah, I... Yeah, sure. That makes sense to me. I just think the defense is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised nobody's used it before. In this Me Too era with, like, your Melissa McCarthy saying that she got raped, I'm like, huh. Or Did no, she not, actually? No, no, it's not Melissa McCarthy. It's um, Rumor, the other fat, funny one. She's blonde. She was in Bridesmaids. I'm confusing my fatties. Melissa, Let Melissa, me know in the last Melissa McCarthy chat. was in Bridesmaids. It's not her then. Uh, is there another That's fat one of the five movies I've ever seen. Uh, let me know, you guys, in the live chat. This other super fat, but she's British. Hmm. Yeah. And then, then there's a really hideous one, the one that started the, the Me Too campaign. Um, yeah. Rebel yeah. Wilson. Is that the one? Maybe. The, the, the Me Too lady is, um, is Burke. I forget her first Tiana, name. Tiana, Tanya, Burke. Something, something Burke. Like and um, my reaction was always... we about this on the show, though, before. Really? I'm going to need some additional evidence that you were sexually assaulted. Oh, she's Australian, and she was in... Uh, pitch perfect i really fucked that up none of the stuff i just said was true. close enough close <laughs> enough melissa mccarthy no 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 wow all right that's all i got we can round it out with super chat we have tons and tons of super chats okay um if i've read any of these before you're gonna have to tell me because i'm a little confused about where we left off uh bill mcpherson hey guys not watching the show live tonight because i'm on a hot date but here are some shekels Ooh. does that sound familiar no i don't think so but congratulations to bill Thanks, can't wait bill. to hear about it uh, Griffball, my first and last opportunity to do this since it is my last podcast before getting married. Sorry, blonde. Oh. Matt and I once made love in Starbucks. We weren't <laughs> arrested because we're two white guys. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. And congratulations. Uh, Cordy Barrett. Hey guys, been a while. Just wanted to say hello and thank you guys for what you do. I can't tune in live much work early on Mondays, but I always watch the show after you post it. Say, say. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that it. That one sounds familiar. I hope I didn't read that one twice. Nicholas Van Neel, time for Holly to get red-pilled. Now that one sounds familiar. Are you sure you're not behind? No, somebody else said something about uh, blonde okay. red pill for Holly. Ah, okay. Okay. Uh, the Coward Liberius, why would they do that? Blonde, this is the same company that told its servers to talk to customers about races of publicity stunt a while back. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. It's, was that it's, the hashtag... It's... It was like start a conversation at Starbucks or whatever. And it was about, yeah, I remember this very loosely finish or something, something, but it was, they were encouraging their staff to talk about race with their customers. Yeah. I I don't know. It just seems like a bad strategy. Like it would clearly piss people off. I don't know. Um, Neg 18. Ah, I was trying to film and get free coffee too. But now I think now that I think about it, I wouldn't be able to get one because I'm an Asian American, AKA the wrong minority and make too much money. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't You're just count. Too smart and too successful. You don't count. Yeah. 
uh, Shelby Studer. I'd buy the hell out of a zero to execution t-shirt. I'd also go for a shirt that said unapologetically sexist or all hail the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shelby. We appreciate wow. it. Wow. Th those are good. Another broad. Please support Owen Benjamin and his fight against leftist censorship by going to hugepianist.com and subscribing. Also, do you guys sell merch? I would totally buy an I disavow shirt. Did I already read that? We've had, uh, that was the second mention of a disavow. I, I think you might be behind. I don't think so. I'm actually really worried that you are now. But yeah, we do have links to a merch store. Um, um, I would remember the, the Owen Benjamin part. We would That's true. I would remember that too. And uh, yeah, so now it sounds like Owen Benjamin might be in trouble with Patreon. It's, it's never ending. You guys check out that video that he made um, where he shows the letter he got from Patreon, which talks about a tweet that he made. Yeah. Now all these leftist companies are like trying. We don't like that tweet that you where you talked about Africa and AIDS or whatever Jack he said. Conti, yeah. yeah. Um, old school Satanist. Speaking of tool music, Bill Corgan revealed on Joe Rogan some time ago that he is hella base and anti-SJW, loves hmm. smashing pumpkins even more. Now, I haven't watched that. I should watch Rogan more. I, really I was actually Rogan. just listening, driving back home, I was listening to Coleon Noir uh, with Joe Rogan. Really good episode. I like I like Coleon a lot. I'd like to talk to him. I mean, his he always has like 27,000 live viewers when he's streaming. On oh, yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, Matt, I red-pilled your lesbian ride boxed in a tweet along with bad choice of gay cars, pineapple pizza, light beer, <laughs> gay mountain trips. Matt, did you ever reflect in your Jeez. gay behavior up until now? Not until I started pointing it out. This is, for, this is for Gabriel Lopez. Okay, faggot, Get, move what's on. next? Move on. He is our resident faggot. Yeah. Baron Lane says, Matt, your beer's killing me. Love what y'all do from Texas. Thank you, Baron. <laughs> um, Lisa Keeling, I found that my Twitter account was suspended for the safety of the online community. I never tweet. I just read the news feeds. Of course, my most favorite news feeds lean to the right. What the hell? That sucks. Mm. God, I thought they were only getting people that were, you know, um, calling people fags and talking about how Meghan Markle is uh, super old and kind of a hack. <laughs> Yeah, the, the worst crime you can commit. You're going to tune into that wedding, isn't it, soon? I don't give a shit. Um, hmm. He's the lesser royal, so it doesn't matter. I do love Kate, I will say that. that oh, yeah, Kate. that Kate Middleton. Real classy. Travis Valle, uh, studying to be a high school teacher, schools are working towards accommodating foreign language students. How do you feel about emphasizing accommodation for their languages rather than teaching them English? You know, you know, the answer is in the question, Travis. <laughs> you know how, how I feel, feel about that. How do you feel? Yeah, it pisses me off. Um, how do you feel? Tell me about your feels. Uh, previously, I probably would have been more on the other side of this, but these days I do believe in cultural commonality. I think it's important. And um, I'm not saying that there can't be any accommodation, but I, I, I would say that it should be an expectation that these kids are able to learn in the United States in English. I'm not, um, And maybe for some kids that happens at a faster pace than others. Certainly, I, I wouldn't expect... Um, some kids would be, you know, thrown into an impossible situation. But I think that would be that should be the expectation is that you you get to that point. Would you ever move to another country that you didn't speak the language of which you didn't speak? Yeah, the assimilation is expect, important. Yeah, I, I mean, I would never expect everybody to accommodate me. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course not. Um, James Bricker or Britcher, Matt and I. Matt, I am an aircraft hmm. mechanic and can jump on Discord if you want some explanation on the airplane stuff. Uh, if you want to, if we could, we could take it on Wednesday, if you want, uh, if you want to call try to call the show on uh, Wednesday or send us an email, we'll read it on Wednesday or record us a brief message. We'll play it on Wednesday. All right. It doesn't look like I'm repeating these. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Thank um, you. 
Fitzburg to be 100% clear every time I say Matt and I once made love, I am saying that I, blonde, aka Rebecca, have had sexual intercourse with Matt, <laughs> aka Skag 3. And hey. it is not a listener making this stuff up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nick Kramer, I've been listening to this for over a year now and haven't yet donated. So here are some shekels. Oh, well, thank <laughs> thanks you. Thanks for the good content. Yeah, thank thanks, you, for, thanks, for, um, thanks for listening for so long. Oh, God, I hate it when you guys make me read these. Two-way says, Matt and I once made love in a Starbucks bathroom. It was hot and steamy. We ground those beans for a good double No, shot. God, please, no, no, and then no, no. Put the milk in. Okay. All right, keep going. Keith Gendler. Quote, so she was basically a plug at this point. You did say that. I know, but that she was. <laughs> she was. I, I hate to be so I hate to be insensitive to something that's awful. I mean, I, but that's that's the dynamic that we're talking about. Oh God. Oh God. Uh Radica says the line is evil deeds, not political political disagreements. Uh, Hillary has put hits out on people and stolen money and destabilized an entire region where they now have open air slave markets. So I think that she's uh, kind of on the chopping block. Whatever. I'm gonna right. laugh and dance when she dies, and I'm not gonna feel bad about it. What about uh Elizabeth Warren? Jenkins? No. Bernie. No. no. Okay. So the line is like verifiable criminal activity. Uh, I don't even think that like it has to be like criminal activity that has actually caused harm to somebody. Hmm. Like I'm not going to celebrate somebody's death if there's some white collar financial criminal. I don't give a shit, but she's done some bad things in her life. We should be All able right. to celebrate her death. Also, she All didn't right. get anything she wanted. She sold her soul and she, and she didn't even get the payout. It's, it's hilarious. I'm not going to try to get you fired when you celebrate her death. Fired from what? I don't know, this. <laughs> You're going to have to have a show by yourself and be like, I had to let Rebecca go because she was just Just too mean. egregious ethics breaches <laughs> yeah. that were not aligned with company policy. I am yeah. so far past that. El Chango, hope you guys have a great night. And as always, Matt, you are looking sexy. Oh, that's Flippy. real news. That is real news. Agent yeah. Flippy, I've seen someone as repulsive as this chick. I've never seen someone as repulsive as this. I know that's what I was thinking too. That's why I, <laughs> I did that bullet point of stereotypes that she's violating. Um, yeah. Redicus, who is playing the Humpty Dumpty music in their heads? <laughs> also, when did oh, God. sister? Yeah, she's yeah. so round. Surprised she doesn't have smaller Very fat spherical. people orbiting her, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was a good visual. Um, Hassan Chop, that professor looks like Jabba the Hutt. I half expected to see Princess Leia in chains at her feet. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Philbert 53 Rogers, keep up the good work. Here's some more shekels. Thank you. Well, Phil. thanks. Wendy Jensen, lots of broads. I'm totally into it. Um, I live in Fresno. I went to Fresno State, as did my father. I'm mortified at what it has become. Love you guys and the truth you speak. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Wendy. Well, and all the best for your alma mater. I, I you Yeah, know. I hope they turn uh, it around. I really hope so, too, man. I was so pissed off. Christina Hoff Summers, that, that nonsense that happened to her, that was, I've said it before, but that was at the law school of my alma mater in Portland, Oregon. It sucks to see this stuff. When was that? Like a month ago. They were, they were all singing a song about how they were going to overcome her hate and all this stuff. Christina Hoff Summers. Yeah. It, it's, um, she's it's never, a feminist. A factual feminist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you watch this stuff happening at your alma mater, it, it stings a little extra. You know, you go into that kind of protection mode. And I don't know anything about Fresno State, but I, but I hope. Um, it's a real I bummer. This, yeah, I hope this is not a representation of the institution. I sympathize. After I left Mizzou, my degree became useless of because of activists. So yeah. I know a thing or two about that. John, was it, what was his name? Jonathan Martin? 
Was he the one whose dad was worth like $8 million? The guy who pretended to get hit by a car. Yeah. That whole bit. Whatever happened to him? He just went away. I don't know. He's a, he's a trust fund kid. He doesn't have to do anything ever again. So oppressed. I know. So super oppressed. Redica says, if I stole your shit, you must have stolen it from the lollipop guild. Also, I haven't found a feminist scholar that doesn't rely on assertion for her research. Yep. Me too. Hmm. Um, deck. Wow. Stupid people don't understand causation. The story of my soon to be ex-wife's entire life. <laughs> Good God. I chose badly when I was young. Hope your motherhood marriage goes well for you in the future. Me too. Thank Bummer. You. But I hope, uh, I hope it's a pathway to better things. Agreed. Evil zombie toe. I forgot to start the stream at eight. Please consider these shekels. A prenots, a penance, penance is what he meant to say. I think. I'm so blind. Uh, from oh, he did say that from your resident white South African American. Um, oh yeah. Should ask him some questions about that sometime. Sure. Uh, thank you for that. Send Steve us Alexander. an email so we can have your email. Maybe he has. I don't know. Uh, and I also don't know. <laughs> no, I I do keep up on mine. Which, by the way, if you've emailed me in the past couple of days, I am not currently caught up, but I'll get there. Stephen Alexander, this is a ten dollars super chat, but it self-identifies as the one million dollar donation. <laughs> You low down dirty money grabbers are well, so thank you. richly entitled to keep it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Josh Hahn, soon to be a father. We love how interactive your show is. It is the reason that your show is my favorite show and not just on YouTube. Aw, that includes oh, every platform. I look forward to Wednesday and Sundays for the show. Thank you, Josh. Congratulations, Congratulations to you and your family. on your baby. Um, John Martin, in the words of Owen Benjamin, pound me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, not, not uh, Rhonda Gerard. Don't pound her. No, but not, it's not possible. Anyway. But she did just talk about how sometimes white penises just magically end up in her mouth. That, you know what that is? Oh, that, that is fake news. You are <laughs> fake news. Very fake news. Brian G, I have a theory that the Fresno professor is really a Sarlacc monster that lives in Amy Schumer's cabbage patch. <laughs> <laughs> Amy lets her out to tweet and give lectures once in a while when she's busy eating her own pill. Oh, my God. I don't know why that's so funny, but I was. <laughs> Uh, Rodzilla 532. What were you going to say? I was going to say that that's the obvious joke I should have hit. Like in juxtaposition, Amy looks so slim compared yeah. to Rhonda Gerard. Wow, she's really, yeah. really trimmed down, Amy Schumer has. Oh. Have you all heard of the Barcelona Declaration? It was drafted in the EU in 1995 to take effect in 2010 and basically lay some of the Islamic evasion. Check it out. I have only because a subscriber recently sent me information to look at. I wonder hmm. who was this guy. So yeah, I, actually, I, don't know. I actually know of this, but, but as of recently. Uh, thank you for that. Chicago conservative. Gotta love when Chicago goes full libtard. We're coming for the title, Seattle. I don't know, man. People oh, yeah. are just real dumb. Real dumb. Michael yeah. Schlecht. Just well, thank you for in that correct you. pronunciation. Hope the show is going swell. Tell Skag to stop flexing. Is he? Oh, I think maybe you were um, referencing the, the artwork, I suppose. Oh. I can't flex through this flannel shirt. <laughs> That's not going to work. it in the back. Yeah. Can't go um, full Hulk. Message deleted. No note. Thank you for that. Uh, Lisa Keeling, just because I couldn't stop laughing. Thank you for that. AZ Archer says faggotry. And I think that that's pretty much bringing us up to speed. Okay. And that is the last one. Thank you, guys. All right. So we'll, we'll round it out a little bit early. Um, 11 minutes early. It's not so that's, bad. That's, that's not bad. Like I said, we, we tricked ourselves into <laughs> into long shows anyhow. So like I said, sorry to people who were looking forward to um to sticks. Uh, but we have arranged to interview him this week, so he should be up next week. Uh, so that that will be fun. But anyway, thanks to everybody hanging out in the live chat and the super chat and uh, giving us some quality jokes and keeping us aligned with the facts when we can't remember who acted in what movie or whatever the hell it was. Or where we are in the super chats or what we're talking about about anything. 
or why we should care about law breaking at the highest level of American <laughs> law enforcement. Like, I, why? How do you suck? You're just the worst. <laughs> if you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including the call-in show, as well as other interviews and streams we've done you won't find on our YouTube channels, at least. You can check those out. Uh, they're all linked in the description, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. And you can email us, that's Beauty and the Beta, at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday with the great return of our friend Sticks. because if it's Sunday, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press, it is Beauty and the Beta. See you next week. Bye guys.